0: Does pain nullify joy? I don't know, does it? I think, it's, I think most of us would say yes. Right. But we have a guest with us today who has lived in chronic crisis for several years and she says no. Mm, fantastic. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Christina. And I'm Christiana. Welcome to the Moolily Podcast. We are here today, it's a beautiful sunny summer day. It
1: is, and it's not hot. I thought it was going to be, so I wore shorts, because yesterday was so hot, was so I hot. thought I was going to pass out.
0: Welcome to Missouri. I know. We haven't had the crazy humidity yet, though, no, which is nice. we haven't. But I'm wearing shorts, and it's like 70 degrees outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang it, maybe I should check a weather report.
0: <laughs> That's funny. We're not.
1: But our lovely podcast is sponsored by our friends at Wooden Media.
0: Yes, so it's the perfect season to get married. <laughs> if you're planning to get married, or if you know somebody else who is, Wooden Media <laughs> make amazing Did wedding you. videos. Did so you? you should check them out. Even if you were going to get married in the fall, don't get married right now.
1: That's how it sounded. Yeah. It was like this is the perfect season. So stop your wedding planner. <laughs> <Stop laughs> get stop get married you're right doing. now.
0: <laughs> Today get would online. be perfect. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i intended to say it was
1: really direct
0: oh i liked liked it i'm always good at direct i know i was like what's
1: happening right now (laughs) good
0: good on you i'm jumping in there so speaking of direct (laughs) well first of all please go to Mm mulily.com or look at us on facebook yep and can you tell us what you're thinking tell us what you like about the podcast, yeah. if you have any questions, if there's a topic that we talked about and there's something that resonated with you, we really want to hear from you. So yeah. do that.
1: Tell us what needs work and tell us what's going well because it's this is a skill. It We're is. learning how to we talk are just to each learning. other, how to figure this out. And, you know, I feel like, yeah, sure, there's moments that are awkward or where I'm like, oh, man, we could do that better. But then there are also moments I'm like, hey, that was it. Tell me when it's like, boom, nailed it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And the other thing is we don't want it to be about us. No. We want it to be about you. So if we're talking about a bunch of stuff that isn't really relevant or interesting to you, then we need to know that. (laughs) I doubt that very much. (laughs) Sincerely. (laughs) No, honestly, I want to know. So please let us know. And yes, I really laugh like this. <laughs> <laughs> In case you're wondering that she does it on purpose. We haven't, no, I don't actually know if we've had a full on hyena yet. I don't know. It gets
1: pretty close though. It's funny either way. My whole family laughs funny though. Really? Oh yeah. No, it's bad. No, not my mom and my sister. They have these great, like, bubbly, tinkling laughs. And the rest of us... <laughs> <laughs> the whole, it's my dad's side That's of the family. Fantastic. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. This is my real laugh.
0: We need some bust out some yeah. legit laughter so that we can all enjoy it together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um we've been talking about working out mm-hmm. a little bit because mm-hmm. we want to keep each other accountable mm-hmm. in the summer and mm-hmm. not get fat. <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> um so I went I did my first like <laughs> class at the gym yesterday and probably I don't even know like Three years. I still think maybe you're making this
1: up though. I'm gonna so, have to check the schedule.
0: Please have a look. There's this new thing called floxing. Like it can't even be that. P H I L O X I N G. What it's does the P H stand for? I have for? no idea. So it's kind of like a dance, it's got some like ballet stuff in right. it and boxing. Right, okay. It was really fun and I didn't even die. Good. I job. was fully prepared for that eventuation. Right. Do you want to do it together? Yeah. Let's What time is it? It was at like 5:15 in the morning? No, no, no. <laughs> oh <my> what? <laughs> Heck no. No, in the evening. Okay. So I checked my five children into the little playroom. What did they do? Did they look at you like, this is
1: max capacity.
0: Yeah. You just
1: maxed us out with your children.
0: No, it was great. There was three <laughs> other kids in there. And I think we were actually very close to max capacity. Um, but Monsters oh, Inc. No. was on and they all hung oh, perfect. out. And I went yeah. and did my class and then we went and did swimming lessons. It was Ooh. actually a relatively smooth process. You, really, you did it. I like was. I did, was, I did was the gym. Yeah, that's it. I'm winning. You're winning. Good <laughs> job, Christina. So, yeah, it was kind of funny because <laughs> I did not even know if I should say this. We live in quite a multi ethnic <laughs> part of the city, and I was like the only yes, white girl. That's what I love about <laughs> Zumba. There,
1: I'm like, yeah, this is for real. Like, I'm getting it on. Like I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna be so popping. It was
0: kind of embarrassing. I mean, it was fun. It was it was really good. Everyone was like really nice, but yeah. I was like quite a bit younger yeah. than mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. and I was quite a bit skinnier than everyone. Yeah, but I was well, significantly less in shape than well, yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> puffing and puffing, or yeah, my cheeks, like my cheekbones, like right underneath my eyes, get like really, really, really red. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kept having to stop, you know, like just yes. this, like that one pain point. And I <laughs> stopped. I was quite <laughs> happy. It didn't take me 10 minutes to recover. I could just stop for a couple Good of job. seconds, just take the pressure off that muscle and then I could start again and I'd yeah. be okay. But not, not very many other people did that. I
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to picture <sighs> like plieing and boxing and just
0: honestly, you should go on YouTube and put in okay. flexing. Okay. It's well. quite, it's quite funny. Uh, but yeah. you get little gloves that have like a one pound weight really? in them. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It's very really girl power. I'm really interested
0: in this. I am. So this morning we have a special guest with us. Larissa Baloo is a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. Um, yes, there's many wonderful things that I could say about Larissa. So I've written a couple of them down. She is a pediatric nurse. She is a blogger of over eight blogger. years. Yep. She is the mother of three beautiful girls, and one of whom is special needs uh, Emmaus, who is kind of famous in her own right. (laughs) You're famous, and you have a famous child.
2: I just, I do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) So uh,
0: Larissa also is an epic
2: crafter. So I'm so lacking. mm -hmm. Okay, what kind of crafts? I really like to sew, but anything, anything that I can do in a nap time. Okay, so what was the last thing that you did? Last oh. project? You staged your whole house. Yeah, we're gonna move as well, so I staged my whole house, and that definitely counts oh my as a crash. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, because yes. <laughs> your agent was like, "Wow, yes." The, so the agent, like a new skill, stager, maybe asked if Goodwill made house calls or if we should get a dumpster. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yes, she, um, actually, said so <laughs> that. She said that it was. She was a very sweet woman. Where do woman, you live? And she loved my kids in Overland Park. Okay. It's, yeah. All right. It's I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was special, but it looks really great now. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it was yeah. really cute before, mm-hmm. but obviously staging, you have to have a bit more. You do. Minimal.
2: Perfect. We've been trying to decide
1: what to do with our house and we're, our, we're getting a whole new set of living room stuff and we're like, should we leave what we have? And my husband, we're like, no. It actually it looks so bad mm-hmm. that it, it would do like the opposite direction, right. making the someone want to buy the house. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So one of the mm. things I love about Larissa is her honesty and her ability to make things beautiful, whether it's with her hands or with her words. She seems to just effortless mm. effortlessly make things beautiful. So thank I read you for that being and I us. maybe
2: wanted to cry a little bit. Aww. <laughs>
1: Christina has a gift. I said this last time. Well, it's like so encouraging. Saying who people are, yes, like the beauty in them.
0: It's it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you. So,
2: Larissa, tell us a little bit about your story. Um, when we were pregnant with our first daughter, I say we. My husband's name is Dan. Um, we found out that she was going to have a genetic disease called tuberous sclerosis. It's pretty rare. It's one in 6,000. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I hadn't either, and I'm a pediatric nurse, so that's mm-hmm. something. Wow, yeah. Um. So she doesn't have the tumor inhibitor gene, okay. and so she grows tumors in her body kind of freely. It's similar to cancer, but they're not cancerous.
0: Okay, so we all, your body naturally produces tum- tumors, but we have something that? Stops that from happening, uh, kind like of. A yes, gene or a yes, something. Yes. Okay,
2: it, our bodies all naturally produce cells, and we all right. have a box that keeps those cells in check, mm-hmm. so they don't right. just grow out of control. And she doesn't have that, uh, right? So, okay. she has epilepsy because of um, the tumors that she has in her brain, and she has autism mm. due to that um, developmental delay. She's pretty low tone. She can walk. And mm-hmm. this last week, she said she's almost five, and she said her first two word <gasps> sentence, and I about cried. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. My three year old's over there talking up a storm, and I'm like, yeah. shh, shh. For <laughs> saying words, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. yeah. So um it's just she's a very, very sweet girl. But it definitely has kind of thrown us our lives look a little different than we thought that they might. For
0: mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So when you were pregnant with her, mm-hmm. was that like a planned pregnancy? Was that something that you're excited to have? A little girl, you're excited yes. about being parents. We were so excited. Can you tell us about sort of the the process, the switch in your mind from what you thought your life was going to be like to maybe even the first year or so of
2: MS? I think when you are having your first child, you just have all these hopes and dreams. And Mm -hmm. just in general in our lives, we kind of plan what we think it's going to be like. Yeah, definitely. And then um, life happens and things change a little bit. And so for us, it was a real process of... Kind of grieving what we had planned and then accepting what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, um, we were lucky enough that that grief came in the form of a very cute, sweet little girl. So mm-hmm. that makes it a little yeah. easier. Mm-hmm. But there still is that process of grieving the life that you thought you were going to have. Right. And, um I think especially maybe when it involves a child or, or maybe just in this Christian culture, we're taught that we really should be thankful for what we have. And so sometimes that grieving right. is pushed under the table. Yeah, that's right? so um, true. And maybe even discouraged in some aspects, but it's just so important to grieve Yeah, what you thought and what you had planned so that you can be open to what you actually have in the life you actually are living. That's really good. Yeah. It's I hard. think we, we, it's
1: that we don't want to, gr- we don't want to grieve, but also it's frowned upon. There's such mm-hmm. a misunderstanding of the importance right. of grieving, Yes. that it's an incredibly important process and it needs to happen with small things and yes. with big things. And definitely with something as gigantic as that happening. Yes, What was
2: the impact I want to, on your marriage mm. and on your everyday Yeah. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, both Dan and I work outside our home. So that was kind of crazy having this medically fragile, I guess is uh, Mm -hmm. that term medically fragile. I don't quite know what that means, but I guess we probably are living with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but child that we didn't know who was best to care for her in our absence. There was some of that. And then there's, you just have to really, I think anytime you have a child, amp up your communication level in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And for us, it actually wasn't until after we'd had our second child that we kind of started to deal with some of that stuff in our marriage. But it definitely, maybe unknowingly to us, impacted us a lot. And it took us a couple years to figure that out. Yeah. And I'm very lucky to have a husband that is willing to figure it out and fight for a really good marriage. Yeah. And to be a really good dad to Mm -hmm. the girls that we have. Were you afraid to have another baby? I was. I knew we needed to have another baby. Um, But I was afraid. Yeah, I was afraid that maybe that baby would um, have the same disease. And um, also afraid of what uh, that would do. Mm Mm-hmm. Would it take too much time away from Emmaus when she needs more of our attention? Mm -hmm. And But actually it has been the best gift we probably could give her as siblings. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: So here's what we are really interested interested in is what qualifies you to talk about pain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, well, clearly we all have an idea, but (laughs) (laughs) you want to get into that a little bit more. Yes.
2: Um, I think I'm really qualified to talk about pain because I've had a lot of it in my life, <laughs> especially <laughs> in the last five years. Um, but I just, I truly maybe look at pain differently than other people. Um, okay. How? I, I look at it and I deal with it. Um, it has to be dealt with. You have mm-hmm. to kind of embrace that pain and deal with it and move forward Mm -hmm. and so um it it is painful to go through hard things in your life and just to take the time to actually face that pain and deal with it instead of bury it with activities and things um it just really can benefit us as people and really make us grow
0: yeah so outside of obviously the the specific care of Mm -hmm. a special needs child and surgery and all that goes with it. Could you describe a little bit of your own kind of heart process Mm -hmm. and your mental attitude? What is, what is that pain? How did that actually look and feel to you as, as a woman just doing your best and living life?
2: It's kind of one of those things where again, your expectations have been let down and so you kind of feel hopeless in some of those yep. things that are much different than you anticipated. And I feel um we were kind of talking about this before, but I feel that it can be it doesn't have to just be a special needs child. It can be a- across anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Children, no children, single, you thought you'd be married by now. Right. Mm-hmm. Trouble in your marriage any aspect of yeah. life, disappointing friendships, all of those things mm-hmm. can really produce that pain. Um, and so I just, to really go through the hard stuff and walk through it, and in pain, I, I personally believe that pain and joy just walk hand in hand. They're like Siamese twins. You mm-hmm. can always find them together. Um, and that the deep, deep roots that pain and dealing with pain in your life can bring in your life just really allows just joy to come and, right. um, for you to really have deep roots so that you can have a bigger capacity for joy and learning the value of joy even.
0: Right. Right. So you would say as you've dealt with that pain, as you've worked through it in a healthy way, that it's actually strengthened you and fortified you. Absolutely. So really hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it is, it's just life giving. I always use the analogy of a tree. You know, we have these little pains and so then we build little roots and then you're able to understand some joy but when you really have dealt with painful things and not just brush them under the rug, those roots become really deep and you're able to become this tall tree that has wide branches that can t- can share the joy to other people, just kind of like the shade of a tree would. It can encompass other people. And right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, it does. The I visual. think I think it's fairly clear to most of us how when you've come out of a difficult time mm-hmm. and there is peace or there is uh, a sense of relief from that, Mm -hmm. you can appreciate Mm -hmm. the richness of good life because of the sort of dark Mm -hmm. contrast. Um, Can you explain to us what it's like when they're both right there next Mm -hmm. to each other, where there's pain in your life today and yet you're
2: accessing joy? What does that look like? Um, I kind of have this theory of and that I talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's this idea that it's not but. It's not, we had a really great day today, but Emmaus Mm -hmm. had 20 seizures. It's Mm -hmm. and. We had a really great day today, and this hard thing was part of our life. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the but just negates it. It makes the good part go away. And when, I, when my husband would come home from work and I'd say, he'd say, oh, how's your day? And I would say, we had a great day, but this happened. Then yeah. he is only focusing on the thing that came after but. Hmm. And right. then it just negates the day. Hmm. Um, and so recently Emmaus was in the ICU. And we really had to hold on to that of all of these things happen today And there was this little good thing that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, or Mm -hmm. it's this idea of looking at both. You can't exclude Mm -hmm. them from each other because they're both present and they both can be present. Mm -hmm. And the joy is the first thing that we dismiss. So choosing not to dismiss the joy.
0: We put more weight on the pain, on the difficulty. Yes. Mm Hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah. We're talking how it's, What you're talking about is a skill set. Yes, it's a choice. It's a muscle. It's something you've exercised, and something you're doing every single day. And so, I'm interested too in like naming the emotions of your pain. Yes. Um. What are the emotions of your pain, and how do you process them, and how do you work through them instead of pushing them aside, stuffing them, not dealing with the pain, but doing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What are your emotions that are painful and how do you deal with them? How right. do you face them?
2: I am a, um, a hugely verbal processor. Mm-hmm. And so I have to talk about mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, I have to name what the issue is. Mm-hmm. So I am feeling discouraged about this mm-hmm. or this specific thing is causing me pain. I have to name those things mm-hmm. And kind of vent through them, whether it's with a friend or my husband or my mom, whoever it is, I have to name those things. And it probably sounds a lot like I am just complaining mm-hmm. about everything <laughs> sometimes.
1: Well, there's a lot. Li- I mean, there's a line, though. Yes. I, you know, I, yes. being able to express it and verbalize it and say it out loud is different than then switching into that. Woe is me. Right. Pity, pity, pity. You Which know. I do that sometimes, Well, absolutely, too. of uh. course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you would mention that. Yeah, But, um,
2: <laughs> but that. To say all those things and really call it out and then verbally be able to come back around to the good things. Mm-hmm. I call it the, the silver lining. I'm really mm-hmm. good at finding the silver mm-hmm. lining, I feel like. Um, and finding that joyful thing in the midst of the chronic crisis, in the midst of the chaos, you just have to do that. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's a skill you have to practice
0: mm-hmm. Daily. So that's what makes the difference. That's the line between complaining and processing it well is that you come full circle. You You have to come back around and you say, even still, even yet, all of these things are going on. That there is reason to be grateful and there is reason to be joyful and to focus on those things.
2: There's a Bible verse. If I would have thought about this before you just said that, I would have looked up the reference <laughs> so that I could be prepared, <laughs> but it's this kind of idea. And if not, he is still good mm-hmm. and kind of my, I guess my big key to answer your question mm-hmm. is to make sure my true North is the Lord, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is what I can, I can look at all of these painful things and say, this is hard and this is hard and this seems unfair But if I can still center myself and point north and know that the Lord is good. And even if all of these things fall by the wayside, even if Emmaus is never healed, if she never talks, if Mm -hmm. she never, and my life never goes the way I wanted, the Lord is still good and Mm -hmm. he still cares for me and he still loves me. And this wasn't his plan either.
0: Hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah.
2: I have this, um, I just really believe that the Lord did not make Emmaus sick. He made her whole, he Mm. made her healthy, he made her talking and singing, and then, um, sin entered the world, and Mm -hmm. so sickness and brokenness entered the world, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I did anything, or Dan did anything Mm -hmm. to cause us to have Emmaus, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean sin in general, Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and, um, so I... I think that the Lord is really saddened by sickness and disease yeah. and death and all of those things, because that's not how he planned it either. Uh-huh. And yeah. thankfully, he's already rectified that situation. And mm-hmm. someday soon, that won't be the case anymore. But yeah. while we live in this in-between, um, I just have to feel confident in the fact that the Lord grieves these things with me. Yeah. I'm not alone in grieving this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's such a powerful concept. We had Megan Adams on uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and she was saying how you don't die for someone and then not care when right. they're bleeding, yeah. right. which was like really profound that the Lord Jesus died mm-hmm. for Emmaus. Yeah. To think that he thought it was a good idea that she would suffer like this is just ludicrous. Right. Obviously, he is grieved by her process. Yeah. And yet... As you say, in the midst of this kind of in between, like we haven't come into the new age where, mm-hmm. or our new, um, you know, the new heaven and the new earth where all these things will be made right and perfect. So the Lord is able to use her life right. to redeem so many other things and to show us so many elements of his character mm-hmm. and
2: make that, things beautiful. Um, all things work together for good for those mm-hmm. who love the Lord. Yeah. Um, verse. I kind of hate that verse. It's kind of cliche in my mind. I'm like, people will quote that to me. I'm like, yeah, I get that you think this is going to work out, but this is still real hard. So can we Uh just talk about that? Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think it's a choice. We get to choose to glorify God in all of these situations. And here we are, we've parented Emmaus for a little less than five years. And I feel that her life has touched so many people and her joy has touched so many people and I'm um, just recently when she was in the hospital I mean she almost died and yet we had what felt like the whole earth praying for us yeah and and pleading and asking the lord mm-hmm. to spare her and um he did amen you know? and that is not a small thing i mean yeah. she was really sick and mm. It just turned around. And so to use her life, um, and I mean, unknowingly, she's doing yeah. that mm-hmm. by being joyful and being herself. Yeah. And for us to be able to say, and if not, he is still good. Yeah. And kind of have that be our motto and choosing joy, that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like it's impactful.
0: Mm-hmm. Very much so. So... You've talked about how it's a skill. How did you learn that skill? Like, what would you say to somebody who maybe is in a bit of a funk of just Mm -hmm. living with fear or bitterness because of things or just stressed out of their head? How do they, how can they um, get out of that place?
2: I think that, um, especially if you are a woman that loves the Lord and really believes that the Lord is fighting for you and loves you and cares about your struggles Mm -hmm. dwelling on that fact that reality every day is probably where to start um kind of uh, i have a friend that used to say you got to preach the gospel to yourself and i Hmm. remember when emmaus was a baby seriously going through just psalms and proverbs and just every verse that is a promise to the lord every verse saying to myself this is what the Lord says about me. right? This is what the Lord says about me. Every, mm-hmm. every verse that promises good things is how I would... Making it personal. personal, yeah. And that, just that practice of really getting in your head that the Lord really loves you mm-hmm. and that he really is fighting for you and wants good things for you. Practicing every day believing that is where you have to start. Okay, so that requires a bit of work. Yeah. But even if you had five minutes to sit and read through a chapter of scripture that has some of those things in, you can dwell on that all day. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So good.
1: It sounds like a process of meditation Mm -hmm. in which you are dialoguing with the Lord. Yes, You know, which is what prayer is. Like it's talking to the Lord and hearing him. But it's saying, this is where I'm... I am in pain. I am in need to know who you are in this situation and that you're faithful and that you're fighting for me. So I'm taking the word and that I'm talking to you about it, but I'm, I'm choosing to look at this. Yes. Like I'm choosing to look at this right now. Yes. Um, and I think that requires, man, the, just the, the Mm self-discipline, um, that it requires to do that because I see so many people not do that. And I know I not do that. And we all not do we that not yeah. do at that. some point, yes. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> many times over. But to say I purpose myself I in, with just the intention to do that. Yes. I think that brings maturity. Yeah. It really does. Absolutely. We're looking at a mature person mm-hmm. who's oh, got oh. some maturity right here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in every area. Nope. Are Naive, not in every area. But. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: I'm real mature at 2 a.m. when my baby's been up all night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <I> well. <laughs> but I, I, again, I want to just say that this isn't just about having a special needs child. This is an all, I mean, if you yeah. are single and you thought you would be married,
0: mm-hmm. if
2: you are having a rough time in your marriage, yeah. at your school, you're disappointed about anything, any of those areas of pain, you know, you had a loved one die, any of those areas, I feel like you can posture your heart this way.
0: And find joy in the midst of that pain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So good. We've talked a lot about, um, like cultivating the presence in your life and how building those roads so that Mm -hmm. um, when you don't have the strength or emotionally you're not sort of inclined to Mm -hmm. worship or to, you know, have a quiet time or do the things you know you're meant to do, that those... Those paths are kind of established. Those roads in Mm -hmm. your life are sort of built, so that in the midst of real crisis, you know how to get to him. And I think what you're saying um, absolutely goes along with that. That it's not something that you're gonna wake up one day in the middle of this situation and just be like, magically, I, you know, this has been a hard day, but I have joy. Right. It's baby steps. It's Mm a little bit every day, and it's actually putting in the the work. To see that happen, um, to to come to a place of maturity, it's not something that you read in a book or something yeah. that you just sign off on. Right. Um, what did you do when you were disappointed
2: or discouraged? Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of some really specific times in my life where it just has seemed too much yeah. that there has been too much disappointment. It's not just that I have a child with special needs, but then she has autism and then th- her schooling's not working out. Just especially when they start piling on, you know, uh-huh. it's not just one painful thing, then it's 10. Um, I, I, I really have to fight against bitterness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really lucky to have a really great support system that mm-hmm. kind of tells me to snap out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think even finding your people and having a few people that really know how you want to be living Mm -hmm. and being intentional about kind of keeping you on that path yeah, and people that can say, okay, but look what this has, the Lord has done here and here and here. And so even kind of keeping a list of when the Lord has come through. Yep. So in those really, really hard times when I am prone to be bitter or have some resentment um, about what my life looks like, I can pull out, you know, my little scratch of paper. I should, you know, it's not a journal. I wish it was It is a <laughs> piece of paper that's been folded a hundred times and probably has coffee stains on it um, that just has scratched on it where the Lord has been faithful and remembering mm-hmm. that stuff. Because again, it's easy to forget.
0: Yeah. It's so easy.
2: It's so easy.
0: And that's something that the Lord's commanded us to do. Remember. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember what I did for you. Remember how I brought you out of Egypt. Remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And that's um, funny that you said that because our pastor, when Emmaus had her first seizure, he had said, you know, while we should pray for healing, I want you to remember that the Lord took his people through Israel before he took them to the promised land because he knew if he took them straight there, they would forget his goodness.
0: He took his people
2: through the desert. Th- through the desert, sorry, yeah. yes. Through the desert before the promised land. Yeah, And that's because he knew that they would forget. Right.
0: If they went from instant slavery, slavery to freedom. Right. And they weren't ready for it either. Right. Yeah. They you know, had they to got have this journey.
1: And they could have immediately gone in, right? And they were not ready for they it. They weren't ready. And so instead, they wandered around. I remember someone saying once the actual distance it takes to get from where they were in Egypt to where they were in Israel, was like 11 days or something, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Something them. ridiculous.
2: For 40 years. Yeah, for 40 so,
0: years. you know, we have a school in Pakistan with the slave kids. And when James was first there and he met these, like, two or three families, and he was just horrified, like, just what do you mean slavery? Like how, where do they live? How does this work? And they unpacked the process of how somebody, probably their father or their grandfather got a loan to buy a a cart or a donkey or something. And because they were illiterate, they didn't understand the terms of the contract Mm. and the, the interest was ridiculous. And obviously the collateral for their um, mortgage was themselves. And and so now they are working Mm. off the debt. Um, and now their children and their children's children are, and he was just so angry about that. And and he said, well, what would happen? You know, how much money do they owe? Can I? Can we just buy them out? And some of them owe as little as five hundred dollars, and some of them owe, you know, sort of three, four, five thousand dollars, but still not crazy money. Mm. And he says, okay, so hypothetically, if I was able to come up with this money, could we just buy them out of slavery? And the the pastor that's been working with them for a long time said no because they don't know any different. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And ultimately, yeah. they would just go back into slavery. Yeah. They would, they would f- borrow money to, you know, the the cycle would start again. Yeah. So the key, in I mean, his suggestion, his dream for this community was education. Let's give them some skills. Let's walk them out how it means to live, not as they have lived, um, which takes years and years and years. And while they are going to school, they're still in slavery, which is really difficult for Mm -hmm. (laughs) me to process and live with. But ultimately, they need to learn another way. And I think the Lord sometimes lets us live with things and sit with things because He's teaching us a different way. And if He was just to make it all disappear, those emotional and mental pathways would just take us straight back to that place Absolutely, anyway.
2: So I sometimes joke, but I'm not really joking about, um, the hymn come thou found mm-hmm. yes. and the verse that says prone to wonder Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Mm-hmm. And that is me. Hmm. And graciously the Lord has given me a Emmaus to keep me close to him. Mm-hmm. So maybe just in wrapping up, um,
0: I don't know. I think we've just hit on so many things. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, Is there a takeaway? Like, is there one, like, start today, do this to to Mm -hmm. sort of get your heart back in a better position to heading
2: towards finding joy in the midst of pain? Sure. I think that um, while we're not in control sometimes of our circumstances and what um, happens to us or the path that our life takes, we are control in control of our attitude towards that and mm. how we get to posture our hearts around things. So I guess my challenge would be that um, if you are facing a difficult time, that you would choose to posture your heart in a way that looks at the Lord and to... Um, choose to deal with those things and choose to remember the goodness of the Lord.
0: Awesome. So you are owning it. You are yeah. taking responsibility yeah. and processing it. Absolutely. That's good.
1: I feel like that's such a huge ex- or large example of what I tell my kids all the time. Like nobody makes you feel right this way. Like, yeah, this circumstance sucked. This was mm-hmm. hard and painful. That kid said something mean to you at school, but you say, yeah, well, he made me hit him, you know, because I was right. so angry. And it that's just like a micro example of oh, I actually get to choose how yes. I'm going to handle myself yes. in this circumstance and how I'm gonna handle my heart and my thinking and all of that stuff that like that it, that is it exactly. Yes. And it's so profound to watch someone doing that in such a very painful circumstance. Yeah. Right. I think.
0: Very inspiring. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So stay with us, Larissa, because we have a question that maybe you can help us with. (laughs) Um, It's about perseverance. Um, Do you want to speak to that, Christiana? What was the question that was asked?
1: The question was, how do you persevere through hard things? Is that right? mm -hmm. If I got that right. So that's the question. And so my immediate take on that was faith, that it takes faith to believe that something's going to happen where, because why are you persevering? And I feel like the Bible talks about being diligent, being faithfully patient to persevere, to see something come about that you're longing for. So I feel like there's a level of faith and a level of self-discipline. So I feel like you are literally walking out perseverance. So what are your thoughts about walking out perseverance?
2: I think you have to have some faith. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to believe that something better is coming. And I have to believe that this these circumstances don't define me mm-hmm. Right. that I have, again, I have to choose to be perseverant because some days I want to give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of goes back to you talking about working out, you know, yeah. you have to choose to be fit. Mm-hmm. You have to, persevere even when you're tired and you're hungry and you just want to eat many donuts all day. So many, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you have to choose healthy things for you. Mm-hmm. So choosing that and you have to, to know that the end result will be worth it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, even in the midst of circumstances that you cannot control or you don't have power over having faith to know that there's something else coming there's something good coming. So uh, And a vision. That's mm-hmm. what that sounds like to me. Yeah. It's having a vision yeah, for of what you want your life to look
1: like. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Vision's yeah. important. For sure. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Of course. For your yeah. thoughts on yeah. everything. Yeah. everything. Really, good, really good stuff. Well, that's all for today. It is. We will see you again in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Who knows what we'll be doing, what we'll be something talking about.
0: T- epic
1: who what awesome person will join us then that inspires us i mean you don't even know so you better you better check us out again
0: stay stay tuned stay tuned in us (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. Okay. we'll see you bye guys